Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. To Border, the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Voted on by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association. The award-winning Wendy's Big Show. Let's get ready to rock. Let's get ready to go. Get set. Ready. Get up. Hey. Let's get it on. Wendy's. The Wendy's Big Show. Oh, Showtime, baby. Showtime. This is the Wendy's Big Show with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, former Badger and Packers running back Gary Ellerson, and the inventor of the Lambeau Leap, Pro Football Hall of Famer Leroy Butler. Welcome in Wendy's Big Show, serving up hot and fresh. The Sparky Pfeiffer, Gary Ellerson, the former Packer and Badger running back, and you on the one-year anniversary of the Bucks winning an NBA championship. Coming up later this hour, we are going to get into a article written to you by Ryan Wood, the Green Bay Press-Gazette and Milwaukee Journal-Sentinel about the Packers' offensive line. And uh, going to get into discussion about Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, their futures with this line, what this line looks like with or without them this year, depending on how they come back from their injuries. Uh, Jenkins, I think, feel like everybody is more positive and upbeat about Bakhtiari. There's a lot of, of people saying, well, we hope. Maybe I might start hearing hope. Uh, that doesn't lead me to a bunch of positivity regarding what he's going to look like. But uh, we'll talk more about that coming up uh, in about a half hour or so. Now, before the break... Uh, we were uh, talking with Jacob Southside of Milwaukee, and, and the question we were talking about in the first hour before we had Jim Paschke on, Bucks legend, again, thanks to him for coming on, uh, was, what's your favorite memory uh, from that Bucks championship season? And Jacob on the Southside had called in and was about to get into uh, a pretty cool story. Well, not, I mean, not cool, but an emotional story um, that I'm aware of that he was going to share with everybody else. Uh, Jacob Southside of Milwaukee, we return you. So just start over from the beginning uh, with your story, Jacob. Go ahead. Sure, I appreciate it, man. Um, I appreciate the time to um, first thing first, just about the run itself. I mean, I'm probably biased, but I look at that team, and that's a, the kind of thing you could make a last dance style documentary about sure. because the run that they had, just all the moments, and everybody had their moment in that run with Middleton hitting big shots and Giannis going down. So Brooke Lopez stepped up to have the big games against Brooklyn, and then. P.J. Tucker with his defense on Durant and Drew getting the big steal. Like, everybody had that championship moment, so it's just so cool to watch. Um, and just going back as my history as a Bucks fan, like, I've been a fan since I was a kid, and I remember during the doldrum years, like, hearing people say things like, I, I wish the Bucks would just leave Milwaukee, and I would just think, like, 
man, like even at such a young age, like what a negative thing to say. Why would you want that? And I talked to my dad and he, he gave me a story about how back in the day, Milwaukee was a basketball town because the, uh, the Braves had left. A lot of people were jaded about baseball and the Bucks just kind of became their team. So he's like, just wait, when they get great again, this town is going to be on fire. And sure enough, he was right. Um, but my story, uh, first of all, I want to tell a story about a friend of mine who I just call him my brother because that's uh, what he was. Uh, oh, excuse me as I try to keep it together here. Um, his name was Chuck Schilling. Sparky, I know you knew him. Sure um, did. Friends through friends. And, yep. you know, we were we go back to the squad six days and going to the remotes for the post-game show at Fitzgibbons. Um, we were long-suffering Bucks fans, and um, Chuck was uh, a person who had a very, very hard life and a very, very hard upbringing, but the type of person that didn't let that affect him, and he was altruistic and would give you the shirt off his back and all of those great things. I can't say enough about Chuck, the man. Um, but we were we were bonded by the Bucks, and we had a Bucks podcast for a while. Like We are passionate, passionate Bucks fans. And a couple years ago, he got sick and um, couldn't quite figure out what it was. They thought it was one thing. Turns out it wasn't. And um, one night he comes over to my house and spills the beans to me that he's got stomach cancer stage four. Um, So it was a really, really um, tough, just less than a year. And uh, it was less than a year to where um, we were losing him. Um, So his wife, who's my wife's best friend, and I mean, we're all family, uh, was gracious enough to let us come over um, when he was in his home hospice in in his final days and his final moments. So we got to share that, which I'm forever grateful for. But um, when it was getting really, really uh, near the end, um, I was uh, barely able to speak, but um, he was there, but he wasn't there. He could hear me, but he couldn't communicate with me. It was was getting down to the bad times and I uh I leaned down next to him in his bed and I just whispered to him I said hey I just want you to know I love you as much as life itself um and the other thing that I told him was uh one of these days I said our stupid bucks they're finally going to get that moment they're going to win the championship and I promise you I'm going to be there in that building and you are going to be there with me um so we ended up losing him shortly thereafter and I thought about that moment for a long time and I, th- I thought it was true I said it is going to happen you fast forward nine months and here we are um, we're in the finals I spent way more money than I probably should have on tickets but um, my wife gave me the okay she she knew the story she was like you do what you have to do you can't miss this and it was so such a, a crazy feeling that day of game six because I took off of work I went downtown to the uh, one of the gyms that I work out at, and I it's out, it's more towards the lake. And I decided, okay, I'm going to work out, walk walk over to the stadium, even though it was a decent walk, because I just wanted to take it all in. And walking through the streets of Milwaukee, it was just this this crazy confidence. I never thought for a second they were going to lose that game. And I'm walking through the streets, and it's just it's packed everywhere in the middle of the afternoon. And for every ten people I saw, maybe one person was not wearing Bucks gear. I've never seen the city anything like this. And I went to the game with uh, my friend Nick, who I believe you know him as well, uh, Sparky. I do, yep. He goes, yeah, he goes back to the squad six days, another one of Chuck's best friends and his former roommate. And um, we made a sign and we put Chuck's picture on it, and it just said, do it for Chuck, Bucks and Six. Saw it on Twitter, yep. Yes, um, and 
you know, we all know what happened in the game, just what an amazing game that it was. And um, after the final buzzer sounded, I, I cried like a baby because, you know, within nine months, I went from one of the lowest points in my life to one of the highest. And um, I said he was going to be there with us, and it was really special because his widow, um, Andrea, was gracious enough to give me some of his ashes. And we spread some of his ashes down by our seats because we wanted to both metaphorically and, you know, kind of physically say he was there with us. And it's just, it's, it's a moment in my life that I'll never forget. And outside of my kids being born the day I got married, all of those type days, it it was the greatest day of my life. So I really, really appreciate you giving me the time to share his story. You bet. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank Thanks you. for the call, Jacob. Jacob on the South Side normally takes a lot of flack from us, uh, has some takes. Uh, we go back and forth with them and so forth. But that's what we were talking about earlier. You know, what's your that that memory that you're going to have from that Bucks uh, championship season? And that one obviously has a really big special tie in to him. And I'm sure. There are probably other people listening that probably went through similar stuff with friends or family members or whatever. Uh, I remember back when uh, the Cubs, of all teams, won that World Series uh, years ago and the interviews that were happening, Gary, after that about how you know people's parents went their whole lives without seeing the Cubs win a World Series and I wish my dad was here to see it or I wish my mom or brother were here to see it and so forth. Uh, and sometimes that's what happens when, when you're a fan and your friends or family members are huge fans like you are, and then something horrible happens and they're not able to to necessarily be here to see that moment. Those are the, the people that come into your mind when it happens. Yeah, especially if you've gone to sporting events, in some cases with best friends or in some cases with your father and your father is no longer there, and you, as a child, you've gone to these sporting events. Uh, yeah, and then it leaves a, a void because, you know, something that you guys always did together, a common bond, um, and then the team finally makes it. Uh, yeah, I, I, and I think it's, you know, it, it can be a, a very emotional uh, thing for a lot of people. But also you're happy, though, that within all that, that your your team, that you've been rooting for all these years, that they finally made it. He is Gary Ellerson, Steve Sparky, Fiverr. Coming up on the other side, I want to ask you a different question concerning this Bucks one-year anniversary. And it's something uh, that I really want to get everybody's thoughts on here. When do you think the next Wisconsin-based team will win a championship, and who do you think it will be? So when do you think the next Wisconsin-based team will win a championship, and who will it be? You could go right back to that Bucks well and say Giannis and the Bucks win a championship before Rodgers and the Packers do or before Burns and the Brewers or, well, the Badgers. I mean, we can put the Badgers in there if you want, Marquette. That, that's fine. But uh, who, when do you think the next Wisconsin-based team will win a championship? Who do you think it'll be? The Van Horn Direct toll-free talk line, 855-830-8648. 855-830-8648. Start your deal today at VanHornAuto.com. You can also tweet us at Big Show Network. Border to Border, the Big Show Radio Network. Well, we just felt like we played better in game two. Game one, we were not very good. Um, You know, you have to look at yourself. You have to be honest. 
We went into game two. We still weren't able to get over the hump, but we felt like we were getting better. We learned some things defensively. Um, this group is always, they take the challenge. They love to watch film. They love to improve. They love to get better. And from two to three, we got better, and three to four, and, and just, you know, through tonight. Um, it's been great to, uh, to watch and witness uh, what this team does when they're challenged. There is Mike Budenholzer after the Bucks uh, win the NBA championship one year ago today. Uh, talking after that game, one-year anniversary, asking you, when do you think the next Wisconsin-based team will win a championship, and who do you think it will be at the end of the day? 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. Tweet us uh, at Big Show Network uh, as well. Um, and I, I will just uh, go first, I guess, uh, on this one um, and simply say I think it's it's going to be the Milwaukee Bucks again. I, I think – uh, the Bucks probably win another championship uh, before we see Rodgers and the Packers finish again. Um, the Brewers, I'm not sure I'll ever see that in my lifetime, so I'm not even going to go down that road necessarily. Uh, the Badgers winning a football championship, that's probably never going to happen in my lifetime. Uh, Badgers winning a championship, that might happen in our lifetime. I mean, hell, they were there. They were at a Final Four. They were in a championship game. We've been there. We've seen it. We know it's possible you don't need as many great players to get on a run. Wade, Dwayne Wade, uh, Travis Diener, Steve Novak from Marquette on their Final Four run. So it's possible uh, for sure. I mean, you get a couple of kids that are studs uh, in, the, in, in the state of Wisconsin uh, that want to stay at home and don't want to go to Duke or North Carolina or whatever and trust uh, the process of whoever the coach may be at Wisconsin. I think it is possible, Gary, maybe for them to win a championship at some point. Uh, going forward. But for me right now, as far as who wins the next one, I'll take the Milwaukee Bucks. You got to have three NBA players, level, NBA level type players to win a college basketball championship if you're Wisconsin. That's what you're looking at, three. I think I think three gets you in a championship game for sure. I think that's fair. Uh, yeah. To, to answer your question, I don't know. I mean, I, I can talk myself out of a lot of these. Uh, All right, so talk yourself out of the Bucks then. Let me hear that yeah, side of it. Yeah, I can talk myself out of the Bucks because I think th- their run is not as long as we think. So I, I think that's got to be in the next two years. If they don't get a championship in the next two years, they're starting over. And wh- who knows what that's going to look like. I guess the same could be said for the Green Bay Packers. You have Rodgers for two more years. If he doesn't get one in the next two years, that that run is possibly all over too. Um, so you're trying to look at who will get more chances at it. <laughs> Brewers. <laughs> you're Brewers. struggling with this one. I know Brewers, man. Nah, it's not. It's just Major League Baseball is just Here. so lopsided on how got, they do business. I got something with they, you. They on, will on be that. my third team. Okay, they I, will be my third. I've got something on the Brewers right now. Okay, here, here you go. You talk about being lopsided or whatever. MLB All Star Break uh, division leaders. Then where they rank in payroll? The Yankees lead the East. They're ranked third. The Twins lead the AL Central, surprising everybody. They're seventeenth. The Astros lead oh, wow. the AL West. They're tenth. The Mets lead the East. They're two. The Dodgers lead the West. They're one. And the Brewers lead the Central, and they're nineteenth uh, right now at this point. If you want to go to wild card leaders right now, the Braves are nine, Padres five, Phillies four. 
On the American League side, Blue Jays 11, and then the Rays, who somehow or another figured this out every year with no money, are ranked 24th. The Mariners, shocking the world, got hot before the All-Star break. I'm not sure they hold on, but as of right now, they're 22nd. And again, that goes back to what you said as far as uh, how this is all set up from a payroll standpoint, Gary. And I'll just say it. I mean, it's it's completely unfair to these smaller markets to try yeah. and deal with cities like New York uh, and trying to overcome the money they have to spend. Because, for instance, I, I was watching on Twitter a former scout, Bernie Pleskov, uh, who, who's a great follow on Twitter. If, if you don't follow him, he's always down at the uh, Arizona Fall League. He's always uh, talking Major League Baseball, whether it be minor leagues or whatever. Um, and a Brewers fan tweeted at him and, and talking about the Brewers trading for Soto from the Nationals because Soto's going to get dealt, it looks like, and wants to get traded. And Brady Pleskov just came back with, like, yeah, I just don't see it happening. Like, the, what you would have to give up in order to give him is just not worth it, uh, in his opinion, uh, because you'd have to give up the house in order to rent him because there's no way they well, can afford to sign him long term. Well, they're saying he's going to the Dodgers. Right, right. So, That's like I hearing. said, right, and they're what the number the one. About? They're the number one payroll, and the Dodgers yeah. are saying we'll give you a long term offer. Yes. You and Mookie Betts in the outfield together, we're good. Let's roll. Are you and, me? and you can't compete with that if you're the Milwaukee Brewers, Gary. And that's why when this question is, you know, when do you think the next Wisconsin-based team wins a championship and who it'll be? There's no way the Brewers can be in conversation no. for the top two. I would argue Badger basketball is probably has a better chance of winning a championship yes. before the yes. Brewers. Yes, yes, no doubt about it. But it's really between, for me, it's really between the Bucks and the Packers. And the Packers, I think they both have a two-year window. But if you believe in Matt LaFleur, and Jordan Love, you still can remain competitive and still have a shot at it. I don't know. I will say this. Uh, I'm going to go with Giannis, basically over Aaron Rodgers. I have no idea what this Packers season is going to be like. I still think they win 12, 13 games, but I just don't know if they got enough to get to the World Series. We'll see. I, I think it's the Milwaukee Bucks. I think they come back. I think uh, they come back hungry. I th- and I think they know, Middleton, Holiday, I think they know that they only got a couple years left to, uh, to get this done. Yeah, I see. And I think that's the other, the other part of this too, right? As far as how big the window is for both of these. Rodgers is yeah, obviously is going to retire. Yeah, we'll rebuild. We. The the Packers to me in some we. sort of a, yeah the Packers to me are in some sort of rebuild where the Bucks aren't, but they're gonna have to be once this Giannis Middleton holiday yeah. thing is done. So that's why reload. I think they're cl- right. That's why I think they're closer to winning a championship because the the Packers are going through a whole different identity crisis right now, and and I mean identity crisis mean that I think the Packers want to put more emphasis on defense than they do on offense. And now they want the offense to be more of a run game than a passing game on Rodgers. You got to figure out what that looks like. I mean, all you have to do is look at the draft and it'll it'll show you where the emphasis is. I mean, they yeah. use two first-round picks on defensive players. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, that, that's that's really all you need to know. And then on offense, where did they go heavy? They went heavy at wide receiver, which was expected, but they went back on, on the offensive line and added more depth to their offensive mm-hmm. line with guys that are, I, I think, for the most part, probably better run blockers and pass blockers. I mean, right. So from from that aspect, that's kind of, you're right, kind of what it's it's setting up for. Uh, at this point, A.R. Adam Roberts, executive producer, other side of the glass, can ask you the same question. When do you think the next Wisconsin-based team will win a championship on the one-year anniversary of the Bucks winning one? And who do you think it's going to be, A.R.? It's going to be the Milwaukee Admirals. Oh, that's I have safe. Some, I have some hope that they'll win a Calder Cup at yeah. some point this decade. I quote-tweeted our show tweet at Big Show Network, and I said, as sure as God made green apples, someday the Brewers are going to be in the World Series. But I am not going to add the sooner than we think part to that because maybe they'll get to a World Series someday. But as far as actually winning one, I think I'm on the same page as a lot of people. It just it just seems and I'm 28. So I've got if I'm healthy, a good 40, 50 years left. I still don't know if they're going to win a World Series by 2070. So I'm not going to say them. The only way they get in a position to do this, Gary, is if they eventually get some type of like hard salary cap of some sort in baseball. And I just don't know how that ever happens or how we ever get to that point, Gary. And I don't either, because, you know, the Dodgers and Yankees, Mets, Red Sox, they're not giving up on that, man. Nope. Because if they if they give and into your, that, and they're your major and they're your major market, right? So if they give into that, what does that mean? That means now everybody's got the same shot as them. Why would you give yeah. up that leverage in order to do that? The only reason you give up leverage to do that is if ticket sales are declining, TV ratings are declining, things are going sideways, and it's desperation at that point to try and save the sport. I think that's the only way it probably happens at this point. Right. I think I would agree. Yep. Coming up next, uh, we got to talk about uh, this article written by Ryan Wood uh, from the Green Bay Press Gazette, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. He, of course, joins us during uh, each Green Bay football season. I put together a piece on the Packers' offensive line as all these guys are doing their previews for different positions and so forth. Uh, And we want to talk about his thoughts on what this offensive line looks like and something that I found very interesting that I I guess I missed at some point, which was what this offensive line was with – Jordan Love when he was at under center and then what it was like when Aaron Rodgers was at center and there was a noticeable difference of how the coaches were playing one certain player so we'll get into that coming up next hey Wendy summer strawberry chicken salad is back it's the event in the summer featuring freshly prepared ingredients like a mix of salad greens grilled chicken oven baked crispy applewood smoked bacon candied almonds Italian cheese blunt and to top it all off fresh summer strawberries all beautifully tossed together and served with a side of sweet champagne vinaigrette only at Wendy's. Don't miss a fan favorite, the Summer Strawberry Chicken Salad. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Watch him as he goes. Big show, serving up hot and fresh. The Sparky Fiber, Gary Ellerson, Leroy Butler off. He'll be back on Friday. AR Adam Roberts, other side of the glass. They had Jim Paschke on celebrating the Bucks' one-year anniversary in the first hour. Now finding out in the last hour of the show, we will have Bucks president Peter Fagan uh, on the show. He'll be joining us here on the Wendy's Big Show. So about an uh, hour, 45 minutes or so uh, from right now, Bucks president Peter Fagan will join us here on the Wendy's Big Show. So thanks to uh, uh, the Bucks Media Relations Department for helping us uh, get Peter Fagan on the show. So uh, as we all know, uh, we've been seeing uh, across the different uh, Packer beat writers and so forth uh, a deal uh, where they are doing different position previews for the Bucks as we get ready for training camp uh, to start out uh, next week. Uh, the piece today by Ryan Wood, mysteries abound over how Packers offensive line uh, will shake out. And obviously, you know, he goes into detail about Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari and obviously those both of those guys um, being hurt. Bakhtiari, remember, uh, we thought was good. Uh, and was going to be back in time last year to play. Uh, and then when he did come back, uh, he ended up leaving hurt again and then never coming back after that. Uh, Matt LaFleur said near the conclusion of the Packers offseason program, time will tell about his return. We fully anticipate him being ready to go, but we did last year as well. So I think time will tell, but we feel good about the work he's put in uh, and where he's at is what Matt LaFleur said about that. Elton Jenkins uh, is another guy that is coming off of ACL uh, tear last season at Minnesota. Uh, and we'll see if and when he's able to return. Now, based on all indications, Gary, I feel like uh, he's in a better situation than maybe Bakhtiari was, but you never kind of really know about these things. Uh, John Runny and Royce Newman, uh, both expected to be back at guard, plus the Packers used third and fourth round picks on Sean Ryan and Zach Tom. Um, at the guard position. But then right tackle becomes the question because Billy Turner was uh, uh, let go and told that we're good. We're going to move on without you. 
Um, and now who plays right tackle? The nugget in this piece from Ryan Wood that I found interesting was when Jordan Love was at quarterback in these practices, Yash was lined up at left tackle. When Rodgers was at quarterback, Yash was lined up uh, at right tackle. Uh, and as what does Ryan, that mean, Steve? What does that mean? Uh, if, as Ryan Wood points out, if Yash starts taking consistent left tackle reps with Rodgers on the field, it could be a sign the Packers are hedging their options against the uncertainty of Bakhtiari's situation, keep an eye on which tackle spot Yash lines up at in camp. That's what it means. There it is. So you you okay? You, you uh, breath? No, I'm fine. Yeah. I, I what what yeah. this is where I'm at on right. this. I what? Where you at? I'm not convinced that either one of these guys are long term answers or long term uh plays for the Green Bay Packers going forward. I, I don't think uh Bakhtiari's here long term past this year, uh, providing he can come back and play. And I'm not convinced that Elton Jenkins will be signed to some massive deal. Uh, when time comes for him either. Yeah, because he's set to be the highest-paid offensive lineman in the NFL. Right, but they have to make a decision here. Are they going to extend right. Rashawn Gary? Or are they going to extend him? Right. I mean, th- that's... And he's, set, and he's set to be one of the top highest-paid pass rushers in the league. Right, so center, uh, you just drafted uh, the kid out of Ohio State, so he's not going Cause you, anywhere. Because you couldn't afford to pay the center Lindsay. that you let go, the highest paid center in the league. Correct. Oh my God. Right. Yes. So from that standpoint, um, with, with him at center, you're set there with Josh Myers. Okay, fine. So now guards, you have two young guys in Newman and running. Mm-hmm. Remember both have played tackle in the past. Um, so that might be an option to slide them out to tackle. Then you draft two more interior guys uh, for this offensive line to play with. You have Yash, who I thought was more than good enough at left tackle in place of David Bakhtiari. Then they made the error of of benching him and not starting him at left tackle in the biggest game of the year. Either way, we'll move on at some point. Um, but But you have him at tackle. To me, it feels like, Gary, this Packers front office is getting ready to move on from both of those guys uh, with cheaper, less expensive options, but still good quality football players. Steve, they're always getting ready to move on. That's the Packers' way. They show you their hand all the time. We just got to be able to look at, sift through it and look at it. Yeah, you look at the offensive line. They've been drafting the last two, three years. They, 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 they'll tell you what they're about to do. A.J. Dillon, they drafted him. Everybody go, why did they do it? But you knew it was either Jamal Williams, right, or Aaron Jones. Who was who? Who were they going to sign? They were going to keep one of them, but they couldn't keep all three. And you're right. Right now, uh, it's about offensive linemen. How this all shakes out? They're stacking up offensive linemen, and they have linemen that can play multiple positions. Josh Myers also can play tackle. Just so you know, I'm not moving. Josh him, Myers so I, also can play guard. No, just so you know, I'm just telling you, he's not moving. Like I'm, I'm for me, well, I'm no, leaving no, no, no. him at center, and I'm not trying no, to go play fine. a new position. Fine, fine. I'm just telling you that he can play more than one position, just like everybody else. Of course, that's the Packer way. And if they get pigeonholed into a spot where neither Jenkins or Bakhtiari is ready, they're gonna have to do some sort of shuffling of the offensive line at some point. So, I mean, great article by Ryan Wood. I, I, not that I'm concerned. Well, I am. I am concerned about it. I am concerned about what this looks like at the end. I mean, will Jenkins be ready to go? Will David back to our knee hold up for, for the entire year? 
I don't think no one knows. It's well, a work in progress. Yeah, and I, I think that's Is there a, a depth chart up yet, Steve? If you look for a depth chart. No, they don't do depth charts until after they get into training camp. I'm going to go look for one right I mean, now. you can go to our lads. They always have a uh, depth chart. But the Packers yeah. themselves don't release their first depth chart, I don't think, until you get into training camp. Um, so that that's when you'll see that first one. Let's go to a new caller. I don't recognize this guy. Uh, Rocket in West Dallas. You're next uh, on the Wendy's Big Show with Gary and Sparky. What's up? Thank you. Uh, yeah, it's Rocket. It goes so Rocket. people named John. Um, the offensive line, you got two of the best guys in the league when they're healthy. And that's Jenkins and Bakhtiari. Yep. And you only have, what, three other guys? And I think the Packers draft very well for the offensive line. And that's why Aaron Jones and any running back is going to succeed. They just will because they open up holes. Well, I mean, that, that's got to be part of it. And that's what I was going back to and talking about here going forward is what kind of offensive lineman are you really going to want here if you're Brian Gutekunst moving forward? Thanks for the call, Rocket. Uh, and that is because if you are preparing for life after Rodgers, are you looking for more of the mauling-type offensive linemen that are run-block-first guys that are, you know, they're okay in, in pass blocking, but run blocking is kind of where their strength is. Is that going to be the type of offensive lineman that you're going to look forward Look for going forward more of the Badger style, you know, zone blocking scheme type of offensive linemen that are run blockers first, pass blockers second. Gary, no, you you're completely right. I mean, I think it it depends on how they want to do business. How how they what what will this offense look like now? Do, do they want to run the ball? Is it still about Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball? I mean. In years past, it's always been about Rodgers, Ottomlin, and getting into the right play. I mean, does he trust the receivers, these receivers, where he can audible and get into another play? No one knows. It will be simple, though, if they could run the football and go play action pass off that. Aaron Rodgers is one of the best ball handlers in the game today as far as carrying out fakes. So I I think it's really going to be about the run game. I think everything else will come off that. I don't know, Steve. Maybe we go back and look. How many, how many passes did Rogers? I mean, passes did Rogers throw last year? Uh, last year he I threw mean, way below. Uh, he threw, uh, I think, a hundred less than maybe Roger than maybe Tom Brady did. So will he throw fifty less? Uh, no, so he I, threw a hundred less. No, I don't. I don't think he's going to throw anything. I mean, less. I mean, his highest. I mean, I don't. I don't know what his highest. If, is, if we look at attempts last Rogers. year in the NFL, yeah. right? Tom Brady okay. was seven hundred and nineteen. Okay, seven nineteen. Aaron Rodgers was even more, more than a hundred. Five hundred and thirty-one. He had the same amount oh of attempts. God. He had the same amount of attempts as Ryan Tannehill did. So he's already throwing the ball less. What do, What do you have on a uh, McCarthy? Let's see Tim. here. You know that's that's that that's the other part about this is you know. We so keep you talking. ask yourself, he's already at like five hundred. Will he throw a hundred balls less? I don't see that. No way. Uh, he's always been right in this range, Gary. He hasn't ever really been more than that. Five hundred and thirty-six attempts in two thousand eight. Five forty-one in two thousand nine. 
let's see, 552 uh, in 2012. The most attempts he had was 2015 with 572. Oh, no, check that. 572 attempts in 2015. 2016, he threw for 610 attempts. Uh, and then LaFleur's first year, he threw for 597 in LaFleur's first okay. year in 2018. And then 2020, uh, he had 526. 2021, okay. 531. Okay. So he's always been around that 500. Uh, right in that, that range. But 597 yeah. in LaFleur's first year, he's not right. going under 500, Gary. No, I don't think he is. Uh, there's just that's not happening. The last time he was under 500 was a 15 game played yeah. season in 2010 of all seasons. He threw the right. ball 475 times. So does he get to under 500 again and gets down to like 475? Is that where we're headed? Well, I think that's what they want leave you to believe. That's what's going to happen. I don't see it. I mean, if we no start way. talking about guys that were under 500 passing attempts, Jared Goff 494, Gary. Uh, 494 for Taylor Heineke, 481 for Kyler Murray. I think he was out. Jimmy Garoppolo, 441. Jalen Hurts, 432. Baker Mayfield, 418. Sam Darnold, 406. Russell Wilson, only 400. Wow. Wow. I didn't realize that. So again, we start not realize those numbers, right? So we start looking at, you know, what this looks like going forward. Now, Russell Wilson only played 14 games. So not that you would make up a hundred passing attempts. What you're normally throwing for 30, 35 passing attempts. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, 17 games last year. So three games, let's say he missed uh, last year Mm -hmm. that, that gets you up to maybe around, maybe gets about 500 uh, if he plays that whole thing uh, out. So Again, that's why I'm just I'm not really buying into the fact of they're going to let him throw the ball less than 500 times because nobody down in that area. I mean, Joe Burrow, 520. And again, Joe Burrow. And I, and I thought Joe Burrow threw it a lot at 520. R- right. I thought so, too. Watching games played. Of. Yeah. Yeah. Watching games played. You would think so. He played right. 16 games right. last year. Right. Uh, for 520, uh, and he had 34 touchdowns to 14 picks in that same amount of time. And he does not have Aaron Jones and Corey Dillon. No. So if if he's going to throw it less than 500 times this season, and they are going to run it that much, and if it does lead to a Super Bowl, it would be interesting to see what the rest of the league does as far as how they look to run their offenses. Because then it's going to really open up, I think, Pandora's box to – wanting to run the football more and maybe throw it less. And if that happens, that would shock me. If we got to that point, <laughs> shock the world, right? Because we were just talking about yesterday, the young stars in the right. NFL, Joe Burrow, who again, didn't throw the well, ball not that even much. That, Steve, not, I'm with the side, not even that. Maybe he plays longer than you think. Because you're because saving. Not, yeah. Cause he's not getting hit. And now if he buys into it, he feels like he could win another, another one this way. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess that, that that contract situation is quite interesting uh, as well. So, well, 
I don't know if anybody's worried about that. <laughs> no, I, no, I don't think they are. They just want to be here for three years, and then after that, yeah, they'll they'll, they'll take their lumps out. and go from there. Hey, get yeah. that new strawberry frosty at strawberry. Wendy's. Time is running out. Time is limited. So we don't know when it's going to end. Could end today. Today could be the last day. We don't know. But we do know this. They're rich. They're creamy. And I promise you that strawberry flavor is so on point. You're going to love it. A straw just won't cut it. You're going to need a spoon. Is it frosty time yet? And by that we mean is it time for a moment with just you and your frosty kicking back and doing whatever goes best with the best treat of the summer. These strawberry frosty treats are going fast. So when it's time for frosty time, choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Wisconsin wide, the big show radio network. How do I get back there to the place where I fell asleep inside you? How do I get myself back to the place where you said I want something to get me through this? Send me some kind of life, baby. baby. Wendy's big show served up hot and fresh. See Sparky Pfeiffer. Gary Ellerson, the former Packer and Badger running back here. Leroy Butler off uh, today, still celebrating his birthday. Uh, and this is going to go birthday on for a week. A birthday week for Leroy Butler. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to wish him a belated happy birthday, you can tweet him at Leap36. Or, or, really, the better birthday gift, really, ultimately, would be, you know, to buy a bottle of Lee Baca and tweet him a picture of you. Hey, happy birthday. I bought a bottle of your vodka, right? Hey, happy birthday. Go. I bought a bottle of your brats. Hey, happy birthday. I bought a case of that leaping lemonade. Here, happy birthday. <laughs> hey, hey. I think that's a good birthday present as you can get them. I think so. Right, don't you think? I mean, yeah. I, this is my thing. So, and I and I, I, I will be straight up honest. Like, Leroy does a ton of straight stuff uh, for yeah. me, as does Gary over the course of time. And... Back in the day, Gary and I and uh, Ronnie Makoff used to be on the show. We would exchange Christmas presents. Not that either one of them ever wanted to, uh, but I always just back then I didn't have a family, so I had a little extra cash. So I'd, I'd you know go do that and get them gift cards or whatever the case may be. And for Leroy, I, I have no idea what one gets Leroy Butler. I, I have no idea whatsoever. Like if somebody came up to me and said, "What should I get Leroy Butler for uh, for his birthday or for Christmas or for whatever the case may be?" What do you tell them? Any idea? Right. Yeah. So what do you get? I mean, you, 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 you know him. You're like best friends with him. I don't yeah. know. I have no idea yeah. what to get him. I mean, the no. man the man loves golfing, but he gets a ton of golf yeah. stuff. Um, and, right. he do, and he doesn't golf a ton necessarily. So that no. kind of takes that out. So we, we right. ask that out. Um, a restaurant gift certificate, I guess, would make sense. Him and his wife maybe, can go out to a nice dinner. Is, yeah. Maybe that's maybe what that's it is. Really. Yeah. Um, but, but I still say for those of you, uh, try and figure out, man, I'd love to get Leroy something for his birthday. Hey man, go buy a bottle of that leap vodka or that leap lemonade, tweet a picture of it at Leroy. Hey, happy, happy birthday. Sparky and Gary said I could buy a case and that count as a birthday present. Yeah. And they're all delicious. So it's not like you get screwed in this deal, uh, by any stretch of imagination. AR, what did you get Leroy for his birthday? Uh, I was supposed to get him something. It's okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Wendy's. Yeah, Wendy's. Wendy's. Yeah, yeah. Wendy's. Yeah, Wendy's is always a a good thing as well. Maybe get get him a, a frosty when he comes back on. I'll Friday. get him his uh, favorite, uh, the strawberry chicken salad with the, double chicken. With double chicken. Yeah. Yes, with with double chicken. He likes that taco salad uh, as well from Wendy's with the uh, the chili. He gets the chili on the side, go. and then he puts the chili on to the salad. 
I I came across in the last year or so something that I'm sure everybody else has been doing forever, and I'm just slow on the on the uptake. You know, at the end of the day, and that is putting salsa onto your salad as the dressing instead yeah. of yeah. actual salad dressing. Yeah. That's if you're trying to lose weight, Steve. I wasn't trying to lose weight. I just tried it one time last year, and I loved yeah. it. And I was like, "Oh, this is great!" Because yeah. I get like the yeah. the a lot of people do that. Uh, which salsa is it? Is it the Chili's salsa, or I don't know, one of those salsas you buy at Pick and Save uh, for mm-hmm. like dipping chips and stuff in, right? So I always have yeah. it on hand because yeah. I love chips and salsa. And so one time I'm like, "I'm gonna try this on my salad and see what it's like." And I had chicken on there and cheese and everything, so I poured it on, ate it. I was like, "Oh, this is really good, really good." AR, you've never tried it, huh? No, I, I was looking back here like, that's a thing? I had never heard of that's that. That's a thing. Yeah. So you've heard of it, Gary? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? A lot of girls do that. Yeah. You had to go there. Just couldn't just let me be, could you? No? Could not just let me that. be. Yeah. Bucks, one-year anniversary. Where does Giannis rank on your list of all-time favorite sports athletes? We brought it with Jim Paschke in the first hour. We'll talk about that coming up next here on the Wendy's Big Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 